Mandy, you made this? What is going on, all of you handsome listeners? Welcome back to The Dagger, the podcast where we cover all things NBA and the top news in all of basketball. I am Taylor Call. I am joined by the boys, Dion Franklin, BJ Johnson. Say what's up to the people. What's going on? Shameless plug to follow us on social media at the Dot Dagger Podcast. Interact with us. Keep up to date with everything we got going on. Boys, I'll be honest. I'm kind of bored of y'all. Should we bring in a guest too here in a little bit? I think so. I think it's time. Like it's it's good to mix things up, you know. Like it's definitely not y'all, Dion. Um, but I think we'll, <laughs> we'll bring in a guest. But today we got some grade A NBA drama. Celtics Lakers, honestly, kind of a banger of a game, but nobody's talking about the game. Celtics coming into this game on a three-game slide. Looked on BavadaSportsBook.com preseason and before the game. Still the odds on favorite to win the title. Came in on a three-game slide, and the Lakers gave them all they could handle. And some say they should have even won the game. What did we think of this controversy surrounding the ending of Lakers-Celtics? Talk about that today. Does the NBA have an officiating problem? Talk about that as well. Um, also, all-star starters announced this week. What do we think of the all-star starters? Talk about all that today. But first, y'all already know what it is. We got some awards to give out. Hooper of the Week. Good Hustle Award. Dion, take it away with your Hooper of the Week. Today, I probably received the single greatest sports notification of all time. And it stated the following. The Dallas Mavericks are open to trade just about anyone not named Luca in hopes of landing a star. I almost shed a tear. Now, I have no idea, no <laughs> clue who we're targeting. No clue. But this fire cell, this fire cell I've been waiting for since 2018, maybe 2015. I don't know. I don't know when these guys came on this team, but it has to be. It, it seems it feels like it's been a decade. I can't take any more Dwight Powell's missed dunks, Maxi Kleber's broke ass jumper, Tim Hardaway's inconsistent. I give them all away. Get them, please. Get them. I'm so happy that I received this notification, and we better make some moves because now my hopes are high. And just for that, Hooper of the week, Dallas Mavericks, for putting that out there and making my day. Sincerely, a very frustrated Mavericks fan. <laughs> very. <laughs> um, yeah, they got smoked by the Jazz the other night without without Luca. Um, not not great. Uh-uh. Are they like zero and eight without Luca? Like, I don't think they we ever won a game without. Yeah, at least zero and eight. It's tough. Was in third place at the West at one point. Tweaks his ankle. And finds himself in the playing games when he comes back. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah, like, I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't know what the odds are for us to make to the finals on Bovada, but they're not looking great right now. Especially probably, if it's very probably not very high. Probably not very high. Probably not. 
Um, that's the thing too, is like if Luca has like an average game, Mavericks get smoked. It's not even like he's gotta he's gotta do Luca shit every night to keep them competitive. Either he scores forty or he just gives mm-hmm. off like twenty assists. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. DJ, hit me with your Hooper of the Week. Yeah, man. Hooper of the Week. Um, I'm going right up the street here to Pfizer Forum and got to be Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, since coming back from injury the last four games, no surprise, the Bucks are 4 0. I think he had 27, 33, 41, and a 50 piece yesterday. 50 piece, extra crispy, cider ranch, no fries, no chicken, <laughs> straight up. Wing dinner uh, on 77% shooting, too. Just cooking the Pelicans, like literally grilling the Pelicans. Um, Giannis <laughs> looks in rare form, getting healthy at the right time. I think the Bucks are going to put together a nice little run here, but it's just good to see Giannis reminding people that, okay, I missed a week, but I'm still that dude. Couldn't agree more. When he had those back-to-back games under 10 points, I was like, what is happening? I didn't, I didn't understand. Maybe he was hurt back then. Even we didn't know. And now he's back and he's scoring like crazy and it's, it's a pleasure to watch. And now the Bucks are back in it, back in the thick of it. Okay, so when I give Jason Tatum a Hooper of the Week, everyone roasts my shit for five straight minutes. And when VJ gives Giannis a Hooper of the Week, everybody, every everybody's cool with it. Okay, I see how it is. Literally, the Boston Celtics and Jason Tatum are in every one of our episodes every episode that's not like, even true that's not even true we, what are you, you talking about <laughs> we can count on one hand how many hoopers of the week i'll give Giannis. we talk about tatum <laughs> like he's god's gift every podcast yep i've never given a hooper of the week to lebron i, I don't think that's not true you totally maybe have once maybe jason tatum and luca is it the greatest ever like, oh my gosh. We talk about Jason. He is God's gift at basketball. Anyway. I give Luca the Hooper of the Week when he wins 60, 10, and 20. I'm just trying to stay objective. I'm just trying to stay objective. Who are we talking about next segment? <laughs> okay, are we just going to skip over the biggest news of the association? Is it my fault that Jason Tatum hacked the shit out of LeBron and they didn't call it? Anyway, my Hooper of the Week. Didn't mean to get so negative during the positive. Second. <laughs> I apologize. My Hooper of the Week. Give me Damian Lillard, the forgotten superstar in the NBA these days. I had literally forgotten about him until VJ reminded me last week. Like, oh yeah, Damian Lillard is still a player in the NBA. I had totally <laughs> forgotten about that. So to make up for it, Hooper of the Week, currently I believe fifth in the NBA in scoring, I want to say. Uh averaging 30 a game, and he's been on absolute tear, including a 60 piece right on the head of the Utah Jazz. Um, 21 for 29, throwing eight assists and seven rebounds for good measure. Why not? Um, Dame kind of kind of hooping, kind of back, looking like he might be fully healthy. I mean, in the past, just in January alone, he's dropped 30, 50, 36, 40, 44, 37, and 60. Like, dude is absolutely killing teams right now so okay. yeah he's 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 on fire right now so damian lillard hooper of the week still one of my favorite players but i'm afraid he'll be he's sentenced to an entire career of irrelevance <laughs> true facts like you, you hate to see it like yeah. i can't follow this man anymore. Agree his team is buns like not agree more 
They're not even buns. They like the booty bread. That that one <laughs> bread nobody wants. This like is like the greatest bread. mystery in the NBA last year was why the Grizzlies were so good without John Morant. The mystery this year, why why do the Blazers stink? Why do they stink? Like you look at the Lakers, their roster is pretty ass besides like Anthony Davis and LeBron and they're still like hovering around 500. You look at the Blazers and their roster, it's pretty good. They've been somewhat healthy. Like why do they suck? I don't understand. I don't know. It is a mystery to me. I really don't get it. But nevertheless, Damian Lillard, Hooper of the Week. All right, let's get negative. Give out some good hustle awards. Um, I got one massive good hustle award to a guy that I like. But Brandon Ingram, um, back from a devastating injury, missed pretty much this whole season. Oh, wait. This week it reve- it was revealed. The game for which Brandon Ingram missed over 40 games, a toe contusion. That's right. No break. That's what no that tear. A toe contusion. What does that even mean? Right? Nothing. It means like a bruise. It hurts. Now, I'm no doctor, but what? How? how is it possible that an injury to your toe could be so bad that you miss half of an NBA season and nothing's broken and nothing's torn. How is that possible? I, I just, I'm at a loss. I didn't know. I, I was unaware. Like, I am definitely willing to give players the benefit of the doubt, but how is that possible here? It's just mean, like, Zion, like Zion is the same thing. Like, what's, what's wrong with Zion? He's been gone for like 20 games. At least he has one of those injuries that could be like severe hamstrings. All right, I get it. You don't really, really want to mess with that. But a toe that is in one piece? Bro, if this was the 80s, you just chop that shit off and keep playing. <laughs> I, right. What? Put it on ice. Toe contusion? 40 <laughs> something days? <laughs> yeah, sew it back on later. That's like, all right. Let me go to the free throw line. Big toes in the locker room, though. <laughs> Brandon Ingram. I mean, I hate when like old heads are like, oh man, you know, players these days. Uh, uh, but when it comes to like load management and playing through injuries and stuff, they're a hundred percent right. hundred percent right. Like yeah. the guys who do it are able to do it more because they have the endurance. You have to push through some minor injuries. Like you see, <laughs> yeah. I mean, all, all the greats did it. All the greats did it. All these guys want to be great, and they don't want to play when it's uncomfortable. To, like, to quote the big Aristotle, man up with icy edges. <laughs> get out there. <laughs> so, Brandon Ingram, you and your toe contusion. Good hustle out there. <laughs> you and your toe contusion. <laughs> I forgot to mention, this is a three-piece. Oh. Absolutely no napkins. Ooh. No napkins or paper towels in sight. Oh, you nasty, cuz. No nasty. <laughs> <laughs> you got nasty, like those nasty, cuz. you know, like that. Yeah, no wet wipes even? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Definitely no moist towelette. I'm just licking my fingers clean. Nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of licking my fingers clean, somebody at the Loyola Chicago, how do you even pronounce this? Duquenst? 
D U D U S N E. What is this college? I don't know. Um, <laughs> ordered some food, hungry, watching the game, and the Uber Eats guy just casually wanders onto the floor during the game. <laughs> Saw that shit. My man, what's, what is going on here? I need to, I, I really wish there was a camera crew watching him this whole time. First of all, <laughs> you you can order Uber Eats in a stadium? How did I, I didn't think okay. so. This is a game changer. Uber Eats and the delivery fee and a tip for your driver is probably cheaper than stadium food. So this is a game changer and a lot better, right? So I didn't even know that was possible. Second of all, (laughs) how did the Uber Eats driver get in the stadium? (laughs) They get on the floor. How do you on a court? Like, (laughs) hold on, I'm getting there. Don't get ahead of me. How did he get in the stadium? (laughs) Last I checked, he needed one of these things called a ticket to get into the gate. Did he buy a ticket (laughs) to deliver his food? Third of all. How did he just end up in the tunnel and just casually wander onto the court? Where is security? My man is legitimately lost and just wanders onto the court. How is that possible? Fourth of all, fourth of all how dumb are you? There's a live basketball game going on and you're just wandering straight into the middle of it? Like, <laughs> what? Bro, the theory, here's the thing. So the security guard did tell him to get off the court, but the, the I noticed how nice he was about it. That probably was a security guard's food. <laughs> he just couldn't get Maybe. That would explain a lot. Yes. But, but the security only stepped in after the ref stopped the game because he's <laughs> on the floor. He's literally setting a pick. Fifth of all, fifth of all, this is easily the greatest Uber Eats driver of all time. My man will stop at nothing to get the (laughs) job done. Amazon delivery drivers could never. This guy will do whatever it takes to get that food where it belongs. They better have tipped him $5,000. Hey, I'm pretty sure he had to buy a ticket to get in and complete this delivery. So Uber Eats driver, but come on, man, you're just wandering onto the floor. Have a little bit of situal awareness. I need like 5% more situal awareness. From you. 5%. 5% to notice, hey, there's a live college basketball game going on. <laughs> Maybe you know, let's not step onto the floor. I mean, that's the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> this is so weird. Like, like I said, I'd walked you through all five steps. How did this happen? <laughs> What a comedy of errors, and I am totally here for it. It doesn't make sense. Last but not least, the Cincinnati Bengals. What what happened? Absolutely. What happened? Um, Absolutely. You, you guys pulled the Phoenix Suns there for a minute. Now, I'm going to exempt my guy, Joe Burrow, from everything I'm about to say, but they were talking all kinds of smack. The whistle hadn't even blown on the Bengals Bills game and they had already started talking that shit. Oh, we're going to Burrowhead. Oh, it's a wrap. Oh man, we own this team. <sighs> like they were talking all the smack. 
Um, the mayor of Cincinnati got felt the need to get involved for some reason saying, oh, yeah, this is going to be so funny. Oh, there's a paternity test and Joe Burrow's Patrick Mahomes' father. Do you get it? It's funny. I'm relevant. Good. No, you're not. Um, Eli Apple was tweeting at anybody who would listen. Absolute bozo. And they got beat by a team with zero healthy receivers, a quarterback on one leg and a tight end with no back. <laughs> tough tough patrick mahomes is a great athlete and you don't poke great athletes okay you do not give them any extra motivation and they made it very clear after the game they heard all of it and <laughs> Bengals fans like yes the officiating helped the chiefs out a little bit but you have no room for salt here you wanted all the smoke and you got it so eli apple you're a bozo cheat Bengals, time for that humble pie. It's always the players who have very little to do with the actual winning that do most of the talking. Like the corners for the Bengals, literally like the worst position group on the entire team, talking all that smack. But, I mean, you don't poke the bear. You don't you don't poke the bear. So, Bengals, enjoy that humble pie and enjoy Cabo on three. Um, <laughs> VJ... Who, who's hustling? Uh, we'll get to this later, but I'm giving a good hustle to the officials of America. Uh, that would be any sport that has a referee, a.k.a. the Foot Locker crew. Got to get a good hustle. Uh, <laughs> NBA get refs. Get them. Uh, I'm going to save a little ammunition, but what I watched Saturday was an atrocity. That was awful. Like, from beginning to end, I thought the officiating was terrible. Then the NFL ref said, oh, you think you can outdo us? You think you could do this? <laughs> Well, I'll just show you one here. Hold my beer. The Chiefs first Bengals game, the refs just kind of put their two cents into it. So really, a great weekend of sports, what could have been a great weekend. We're not really talking about the sports that were actually played. We're talking about the officials, uh, which I always hate, especially because the Celtics-Laker game, that was easily could have been a top five game of the year. But we're not talking about the actual X's and O's or – Jalen Brown and Tatum and Brown, AD. We're, we're talking about the ref, so that kind of sucks. And then, yes, the Bengals did lose, and they deserved to lose because they were just talking all that noise and couldn't back it up. But then we're not talking about that. We're talking about the ref. So the officials of America, uh, come down to the red carpet, and please humbly accept this good hustle for ruining a great weekend of sports for us all. Absolutely. Bro, we'll yeah. get to the we'll we'll get to the Celtics Lakers here in a second, but I mean these NFL refs are literally giving the Chiefs extra downs. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, what is happening? I saw a compilation of like Joe Burrow dirted a uh, screen pass, got intentional grounding. Mahomes did the exact same thing on the last drive. Nothing. There were like two holds, two separate holds on that uh, scramble by Mahomes that got the flag that ultimately led to the field goal. It was wild. Like, what are we doing? Bad officiating. I didn't have a dog in the fight. Like, I kind of don't like the Chiefs, so I was kind of rooting against them. But like that was that was bad, that was really bad. <sighs> Referees everywhere. Hate to see it. Dion, take us home. Who is hustling? All right, I'll be quick with it. I'll be swift with it. Um, kind of going along with the Brendan Ingram, uh, good hustle from TC. But the Pelicans, bro, what is going on? What's going on, bro? I've been praising them 
since the start of the season about how they've been winning with any players available to Willie Green and whatnot. But eight straight losses from a team that has playoff aspirations past the first round? This is unacceptable. Eight straight losses is insane for a playoff team. I don't understand. Like, I know, I get it, I get it. I get it. You guys have like some people missing, but even after BI and CJ McCollum came back, they didn't win. And again, I get it. They played the Cavs. They played the Heat twice. They played the Nuggets. They played the Bucks all within this uh eight game stretch. But you're telling me you can't get a win against the Orlando Magic and the Washington Wizards? Or at least one win against the Heat? You guys were in second place in the West like last month. And now they can't even catch a dub. It's is wild to me for a team of this type of talent, eight straight losses, good hustle. Bro, my guy Herb Jones has fallen off a cliff. Bro, he is not the same. No, he cannot get a bucket. Still <laughs> like defending pretty well, but I mean he, he fell bad. off a cliff offensively. Mm-hmm. He'll probably bounce back at some point, but it's not it's not great right now. It's not it great. Not Hate to see him. All right, let's bring in our very special guest to help break down the Celtics-Lakers drama we've been alluding to. He's back. The man, the myth, the legend, the king of the old heads. It's Papa Franklin, baby. Let's go. Welcome back, Papa Franklin. What's up? What's up? What's up? Glad to be back. Let's get it. Papa Franklin is back. That must mean something happened. So (laughs) let me take you through this. Okay. Celtics Lakers. I mean, it's impossible if you love and follow NBA basketball that you haven't seen any of the clips, but end of regulation. I'll go through a few calls. So first call that is in question. Jason Tatum fouled in quotation marks by Dennis Schroeder on a fast break layup. Um, They go to replay because it's challenged by Darvin Ham and challenged successful. No foul by Schroeder. Um, or no, was the, was the AD, AD one was the challenge. AD, the that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So first off, okay. Everything I just said, but Anthony Davis challenged successful. Then a foul in quotation marks called on Schroeder. Lakers don't have a challenge. JT shoots too. And then, um, Malcolm Brogdon strips Anthony Davis. Refs call a foul. Celtics challenge. That's overturned. All ball. Celtics recover the ball. Doesn't matter. They decide to jump it up at half court anyway. And of course, you've seen it. LeBron goes to the basket with like what? Two seconds left in the game. Game tied. Basket wins it. And gets hit on the arm by Jason Tatum. No call. LeBron is beside himself. Uh, Pat Bev brings a camera over to the officials in between <laughs> regulation and overtime, which points for creativity. Points for creativity gets teed up. But let's talk about the end of regulation before we lead into the lar- larger discussion about officiating. And I'll go first because I want to give legitimacy to this argument as a Celtics fan. Obviously, I represent the Celtics homers everywhere. And 
BJ said it earlier. The the officiating in this entire game was atrocious. Atrocious. Um obviously we have to single out the end of regulation, but just atrocious. At this point, I was surprised that two calls were overturned to begin with because both were correct, but I just thought they were just gonna stick by their guns of like, no, but it's all good. We called it correctly. Um thank God New York got involved and overturned two of those calls, but each coach only has one challenge. And there was about 30 calls that could have been challenged. Um, So from start to finish, there was nothing special about the end of regulation in terms of quality of officiating. The officiating was horrendous from start to finish. Now, did LeBron get fouled at the end of regulation? Absolutely. That's That much is clear. Like You can clearly see JT hits him on the arm. And I'm pretty sure LeBron hits one of those two free throws. Okay. So did the Lakers get cheated out of the game? Yes. Yes, they did. Um, They still had a chance in overtime, but I get it. Clearly LeBron is not. The wind is taken out of his sails. He's upset. Celtics took advantage. Um, So literally the only thing I can say as a homer of the Celtics and someone who's so clearly biased against, you know, for the Celtics is just to point out that there was bad officiating all around, even though it benefited the Celtics at the end of the game. But yeah, that's really the only position you could even take. Like horrible, <laughs> horrible. I mean, even in real time, I'm watching it like that's a foul. Like, how do they not call that? And honestly, like, I would rather the Celtics lose one game than have to deal with, like, all of the Celtics slander I've seen across every social media platform. But, I mean, it is what it is. But, I mean, this this officiating was particularly bad. Particularly bad. Absolutely insane. Lakers got robbed. You hate to see it. Ruined an absolute classic. Because nobody's talking about what was a great game, but... You know, the last three minutes of regulation was just so atrocious. It completely overshadowed anything that happened in the game. Uh, VJ, I know you had some strong thoughts about it. What did you think about the end of regulation in that game? Um, I thought it was very Tim Donahue-esque. I thought one of the refs had money on the game. I just call it plain and simple. It looked very, very fishy at the end of the game. Um, Like you said, a couple of those calls, Tatum misses point blank, and they wait for him to miss, then call foul. The the foul on Jalen Brown, they waited until the basket was good, and the rep, the Celtics started complaining to call foul, and then they awarded him a free throw way after. Um, and that's part of it too, right? Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but like that was clearly a foul, in my opinion, on Jalen Brown. Like He got hit in the head, but why does it take 10 full seconds before you make a call? Like Even when you get it correct, you're still like doing it so poorly, it's insane, you know? And this, the, the ref that called it was the same ref who pretended like he didn't see LeBron miss that layup. That's At least that's how the game makes it seem as LeBron missed the layup. And I guess you telling me you got 38,000 points and you just brick a wide open left hand. <laughs> I guess. Nice. I guess. Nice. I don't know. Nice. Um, but then, like, if you look deeper in the box score, Celtics got 39 free throws, Lakers got 20. I mean, that that's going to kill you either way it goes. Um, interesting stat. NBA Twitter is probably quicker than the flash. 
since being officiated by Eric Lewis in 2020, the Celtics are 36 and two when he's the crew chief official. Um, that's pretty fishy. That's Scott Foster, Chris Paul S numbers. Um, and I hate that that like uh, narrative is going to get thrown around because then it's going to just look shady, like either way it goes. Uh, but I, I don't really have a lot to say about the LeBron call because, like, every time you watch it, you just think to yourself, how do you miss that? Especially with the baseline official being right there. And I remember when they went from two officials to three, it was because of moments like this because guys were out of place. They didn't see calls. But you have the guy right there baseline. And he swallows the whistle. Um, it's just tough. And I know, like, LeBron, he, he kind of – I've never seen him that upset, like, ever – even like in the 2018 finals when JR went the, the other way, I've never seen LeBron react that way to a call. But when you see it in slow motion, it's just so like atrocious of a call to miss. Um, so I get it. And that, like you said, TC, that made them like not even really care about overtime because in their minds, they felt they didn't need overtime to win. They already won. But it's just a shame that um, the officiating is what we're talking <clears throat> about after that game. Yeah, I mean, like you said, BJ, I totally agree. And it's funny because even like the Celtics players are joking about that call. Like LeBron posted about it on Instagram. JT said, oh, man, last night was a blur. Good game, LeBron. You know, like joking about it. Like, you know, he doesn't want to just outright admit, yeah, I fouled the shit out of him. But like he kind of is. Um, Dion, what would you what do you think of the end of regulation? I mean, it is what it is. I don't understand what's going on. And I'm sure we're going to get into it in the next question. But Lakers needed that dub so bad. So bad. And even despite that loss, like, Bovada gives them the eighth best odds. So they're going to, like, they will come in eighth, basically, uh, in the West. So that's still a good thing. But they needed that so bad. And if all these calls that went against the Lakers would have went for the Lakers, they would be in fourth place right now. Um, and I'm not saying that if Le- if the the refs would have given LeBron the foul, he would have made both. I'm not saying that because we don't know, but it would at least give him, given him the chance. And like you, when you rob that opportunity, it's just like, it's just unfair. And he, he would have made one. He would have, he would have made one. He's LeBron. Yeah. Like he doesn't have, he has 38,000 points for a reason. Um, but like the refing was atrocious the whole game, and when you foul, like when you give somebody double the amounts of free throws, it's impossible to win the game. It's impossible, and I get it, even if there were actual fouls or not. But seeing a little fishy how those some of those fouls were given, the one on AD, like AD on Tatum or Schroeder, inexplicable. A nine-year-old could have ref this game better than, than these refs. I don't. I don't understand what. Is this disrespect against the Lakers right now? Uh, but the end game, it is what it is. Then overtime, there was no no way the Lakers were gonna win because usually the team that forces overtime is the team that wins. Um, but yeah, there's not much to say about that. Bob Franklin, what'd you think of the end of regulation in this game? Horrific. I mean, it, the 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 foul was so obvious and. The ref were li- was literally, literally five feet away. Five feet away. When the trajectory of the ball went a, 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 a different direction, he should have should at least look at the call. I know that a lot of refs don't, do not want to uh, determine the, the outcome of the game, but come on. That was so obvious. 
And, and the NBA, NFL, whoever, all the refs, need, they need to reevaluate how they're officiating uh, going forward. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think you hit on something important of like, we don't want refs to decide the game. And so when it comes to that last play, like, I get it. Like, to an extent, an official should swallow the whistle on like the last plays of games. But this is clearly above and beyond of like way above, <laughs> like you're saying, the ball doesn't just like you don't just air ball a layup like, you know, the ball changes trajectory so drastically. He's five feet away. He could probably hear the slap like <laughs> I <Right. laughs> see it, hear it. You could hell. You could probably smell it. Probably felt it. Probably got hit in the face with some of the sweat coming off. Right, you probably got the shock wave off of it. Like, don't get me wrong, I get it. Like in general, yes, swallow the whistle, let the boys play down the stretch. But first of all, that ship has already sailed. You're calling something on every possession leading up to that, like touch fouls on everywhere, non fouls that you called fouls, late whistles, like. You know, that ship has sailed, you know, and so this is you finally decided to swallow the whistle on this play. Maybe the hardest foul of the night. It doesn't make any sense. The easiest call. (laughs) That was the absolute easiest call. You tell me every NBA game has three reps. You tell me not one of them could have called it because it's not only the one under the rim. One of those reps could have called it. They got to be investigated. I really, right. after that game, they should be investigated because it, it seemed really like, okay, y'all making it obvious. Y'all got, y'all taking the spread for this. Like, it looked too obvious. Like, something was fishy. Somebody it's, had it, Celtics money line. Oh, um, unbelievable. Like, by by not calling that, mm-hmm. by not calling that foul, you're basically telling me that LeBron James, he trash, who the all time scoring record next week, basically airballed and bricked a layup. Pro game. And LeBron left-handed too. That's the funny thing. It's it's <laughs> mind-blowing. Yeah. It's and mind-blowing. that's a bad call. Yeah, that's a bad no call, regardless of if it's LeBron James. That's a bad no call, <laughs> whoever that is. Whoever like, it was. Yeah, whoever. whoever's driving that. Mm-hmm. that. And, and that's Robert. the thing that is most puzzling to me. Of if you would of like I understand where people are coming from with like this conspiracy against the Lakers. Like, how could you not think that? Of like you know, this isn't just superstition of like, you know, all oh, the refs are costing the Lakers games like the refs themselves have admitted that four games that the Lakers have played in the last two weeks. I'm not positive. It's four. It's at least three, it is. though. Is it four? Or is that, I want to say it was Dallas, four, but I know. F- and I think Dallas again. Have admitted in the after the last two minute report or whatever that they have cost the Lakers four games. And so, which That's doesn't great. make any sense of like, you would think superstar calls are well-established. We see it all the time. And you would think, and there's also grand conspiracies around, like we've, you know, our, we talked about in our conspiracy episode, like a while ago, you know, the Kings Lakers series, you know, in the playoffs, where was it fixed for the Lakers? And so you would think if any superstar was going to be the recipient of superstar calls, it would be LeBron James. And if there's any team that you think the NBA would want to prop up, it's the struggling Lakers who have the biggest fan base in the NBA 
the biggest superstars still and are still underperforming. And so that's the part that doesn't make any sense to me of like, you would think if anyone was getting, you know, if anyone was getting screwed out of calls, LeBron would be the last person you would think that would be happening to. And the Lakers would be the last team you would think that would be happening to. And yet here we are. doesn't make any sense to me. It's just so odd, you know, like, okay, screw the Oklahoma city thunder out of games. Who cares? You know, like, mm-hmm. You know, they're 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 kind of fun, but mostly irrelevant to the larger, you know, NBA fan bases and NBA, you know, playoff pictures and stuff. But like the Lakers of all teams in this situation with LeBron of all people, it it's just so weird. It doesn't make sense. And it I'm gonna hit on that. Like that's the cherry on top of the cake. The tweets after the game or the last two minute reports. What is that gonna do? I hate that. That does absolutely nothing. Like, actually, like, shut the entire fuck up. They call the, 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 the foul gut wrenching. Okay. A lot of sleep. Oh, they're going to lose. Nights. Yeah, lose sleep over it. Oh, good. Sleepless nights. Bro, stop. What? Stop. That is, stop. A, that, that's, that's, ooh, that, that makes me so yeah. mad. Every time I see that tweet. I mean, to be fair, Dion, I guess it's better than just saying nothing. But you're right. It doesn't change anything. I'd rather have them say nothing or just say it to the team. Fair enough. So then we're we're talking about it. But we're talking about the Lakers specifically, these four games. We've talked about Lakers-Celtics. But Papa Franklin, does the NBA straight up, do they have an officiating problem? Yes and no. Well, one of the things that I observe is that over the years, the NBA, the speed of the game has gotten faster. The refs has gotten older, uh, if you if you will. Most of the refs are getting older, so the speed of the game is might be too fast for the officiating. They need to the 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 criteria to being an NBA ref might have to change uh, your eyesight, your reflexes, and things like that. So they do have a problem. I mean, they do have a problem. Like the NFL. I mean, the Chief Bengals game was atrocious. How do how do you go third and third down and nine three times? I mean, really? Three times? <laughs> I, I mean, why don't you just give them the win and keep call the game? Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, Jesus Christ. You know, I mean I remember one time when I was in Italy playing uh basketball, this ref called a foul on me. I'm just like what? Bro, I'm three feet away from the dude. I can't even reach out and touch him. I go, why'd you call that foul on me? And Dion know what he said. He'll, he'll, what I'm saying, uh, it's because you're grande grosso. What? Because I'm big and tall? <laughs> but I didn't touch him. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. He just gave me, they gave me the foul just because I was in his vicinity. Bro, I, I lost it. My coach lost it. We <laughs> both got kicked out of the game. <laughs> no. You know, it's just it's it's for, for back to the NBA. You know, NBA, like I said, is 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 a is a very fast paced, high speed game, and we need officials to catch up to the game, basically. Yeah, I mean, to go, you're you're nicer than I'm going to be, Papa Franklin. Yes, <laughs> the NBA definitely has an officiating problem. Yes, and one of the 
great blessings and curses of officiating basketball is that it's entirely subjective. So my wife likes to watch basketball with me and I'm trying to teach her about the rules and everything of like, you know, this is a travel, this is a carry, this is a palmy violation and stuff. And she keeps saying like, I don't get it. Like sometimes they call it and sometimes they don't, I don't understand. It's like, I don't have a good answer for her. I'm like, well, so that wasn't a travel. No, it was. So why didn't they call it? I don't really know. Wait, he smacked exactly. him off the arm. Why isn't that a foul? I I, I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, he didn't even touch him. Why did they call a foul? I yeah, I don't know. It's entirely subjective. And you know, we're tossing around these, you know, grand accusations of money on the game and you know, some games being fixed and stuff. Like, and to be clear, like I'm the resident conspiracy theory theorist you know do i think the entire nba is rigged no i don't think the nba decides the winner of the finals before the season and things like that but are some refs betting on some games i have a really hard time saying no like it doesn't happen at all we already know one who got caught it took an fbi sting to bring him down because he was involved with the mafia but you're trying to tell me every ref out there is clean. And here's where the NBA has an officiating problem is there is no accountability. There is no policing. There is nothing that happens. If this, this refing crew, nothing will happen. They completely screwed the Lakers out of that game and they will face no consequences in all likelihood. Maybe a stern talking to by Adam Silver no, he's got better things to do. You know, somebody in the NBA, like, hey, you missed those calls. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, there's no accountability. There's no. And so how do we know? Like, I would love to believe that, yes, refing is completely clean. It's subjective. They're humans. Sometimes they miss calls, but they're completely straight up. They're doing their absolute best. But how do we know? We don't. We are trusting them and we're trusting the NBA. And so, yes, there is a problem. Of, I think it's reached to the point where we need some kind of level of accountability. And we'll get to, you know, our suggestions here in a second. But yes, the NBA has an officiating problem. Yes. Dion, does the NBA have an officiating problem? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You hit, you said it perfectly. And I don't understand what is going on, why they're targeting these teams. Is this the thing that hurts the most is what you said? There's no accountability. Okay. Last two minute report said that it was a foul. That does nothing. Like I said earlier, the, these refs still gonna get paid a hundred thousand dollars a game. Nothing changes. This problem is becoming more and more obvious every other week this season, and still nothing happened. This isn't the first time the Lakers got cheated out of a game. I'm sure there's other teams that are getting cheated out of a game. I'm just not watching those games. I'm just talking about what I personally. I'm watching. I'm, I'm talking about Detroit Brown Jr. call against Dallas, LeBron against Dallas, Russ against the Sixers, and then last night or two nights ago. I don't get it. I don't get it. Like these refs, some of them are definitely betting on these games. I'm. There's no evidence that they're not to that they're not because some of these calls don't even make sense to like a ten year old. I'll go one further uh, for with it. you. Um, just gonna add this in. What if certain teams are not playing the NBA dues? <laughs> mm-hmm. Now there's a conspiracy. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're going to lose until you get paid. Like Kind of like a mafia thing. You over yeah. pay me. Watch this. Well, yep. damn, that's, <laughs> that's an accusation right there. BJ, <laughs> does the NBA have an officiating problem? I mean, is water wet? Is, uh, is the Pope I, I, Catholic? I, like, I think it's been a problem for, like, probably since the beginning of time, damn near. It's just you, there's been no way to fix it because, like we're saying, like they're not held accountable. Like the refs don't got to go to the podium and answer questions about, hey, you missed this. What what were you thinking? Uh, or they don't get fined. It's really okay. We'll do a two minute report after the the win loss column is updated, saying, oh, well, now that Mav Laker game, it was seven incorrect calls they counted, five against the Lakers that messed up them winning, and then two that should have went against the Mavericks. Like it just. I don't get the two-minute report. It does nothing. It serves no purpose. And it also, honestly, it throws the refs under the bus anyway. Like, it's just saying, yeah, you messed up. So we're going to do a two-minute, like, I don't know, report on that. Um, But I don't know. I think also not just the officiating as far as, like, the X's and O's and the actual plays. I think the technical fouls have really gotten out of hand as far as so you get in trouble for reacting to a mistake someone else made. Like Dennis Schroeder was obviously upset, game of technical. Pat Bev, he earned that technical. I'll give it to him. But... <laughs> he earned every penny of that, that technical. That was, that was an amazing that, technical. Yeah, that was worth that was amazing. Classic. That's an all-timer. That's an all-timer. For <laughs> that's, that's what every every basketball player would, would like to do when they get a foul. Yeah, like, yeah that's fact. He, he I've, I've dreamed of that when I was yeah. – Oh, yeah. I dreamed oh, I, of that. He said, I don't want video. I want the actual old school Peter Parker photography image of him hitting. <laughs> but, yeah. They absolutely have an officiating problem because again, like no accountability. We've been we've been saying this for years as NBA fans. There's no accountability. So until they fix that, it's gonna to continue to be a problem. Absolutely. I'm I'm watching the game right now, the Lakers game right now. Troy Brown Jr. is getting butchered. What is happening? I don't get it. <laughs> so VJ, we can complain about refs till the cows come home. And trust me, we could. Oh, yeah. We could fill an hour and a half just bitching about the refs, but wouldn't he, how do we fix it? We're we're a podcast of solutions. We're forward thinking. BJ, we have a magic wand. We are now Adam Silver, the four of us. How do we fix NBA officiating? So right off the bat, when I was watching the game, I thought of a few things. Uh, number one, if you successfully win the challenge you use, you should retain your challenge. You shouldn't lose that. Because the NFL, I think you keep it in your back pocket and they go, okay, you won that one, you get to keep it. And I'm not saying every team should be able to throw or challenge every play, but I'm saying if you successfully challenge a, a bad call, you should be able to at least retain that and use it again throughout the game. Because some people use in the first half, I mean, mistake on their part, and then they actually need it, they don't have it anymore. So that's one thing. You should not be like penalized for actually being correct. Um, the second thing, which kind of goes along with the first, is you should be able to review a call and actually assign a foul. Like, it shouldn't be, oh, jump ball or we missed this. No, it should be like, oh, like, we can actually go back to the game clock, rewind, pinpoint it there and say, oh, that's a foul. We need to go back and actually – you should be able to review that and get it right because sometimes they'll say they can't go back and review it. They can only call this or call that, but they can't actually assign a foul. So I think you should actually be able to do that. Like, you should be able to go back and say, oh, we missed that. Put 0.6 seconds on the clock. James is at the line shooting two free throws. Like, 
you should be able to actually correct your mistakes within the game. Like it shouldn't be a two minute report because that thing, like we said, is useless, honestly. So those are my two solutions. <laughs> Interesting. Dion, uh, how do we, how do we fix NBA officiating? Uh, I'm. It's a mystery, but I think it's time to like at least give a refresher course on what an actual foul is, um, <laughs> to every single ref, and then implement technology more. It's 2023. It's got to be something that we can do. I don't know what it is per se, but in in soccer, for example. <laughs> They have, they have fouls like they can review every goal, or every like offsides can be reviewed, and they stop the game. The ref stop the game to review the foul or the or the goal, and you don't have to challenge anything. It just happens because they want the game to be as fair as possible. So, finding a way to implement technology has to be one of the go to. Uh, solutions that the, the league needs to look into going forward because it's, it's machines can see the game better than the actual refs during the game because like my dad said the game is getting faster and some of these refs can't keep papa franklin how do how do we fix nba officiating um i agree with both of the guys said uh technology is one of the ways to fix it and try to fix it without slowing down the game because we like the fast pace of it uh, one of the things is, why are you only have one challenge? Can we get two per half at least? And if you win the challenge, keep the challenge. Because obviously they're making multiple mistakes. They don't make one mistake per game. They make multiple multiple mistakes. All right. Uh, another one is, you know, how the, the LeBron James, uh, KD, Kyrie, after the game, they have to, by contract, go to the podium and talk about the game. Well, if there's if they feel like there's a two minute, which I hate that little two minute thing uh, after the game, um, have the refs come up explain why you didn't make that call. Okay, mm -hmm. so you make so more more accountability. Now your your face is plastered all over the TV. Why you didn't make that call? They gonna that after a while that's gonna stop. I don't want you on TV and be blasted. Okay, and when you do miss. To say multiple calls like that last game, seven, uh, whatever uh, he said, seven different calls. Now you're gonna get fined. Instead, you're getting a hundred thousand a game. You're gonna get fifty thousand a game. And we heard him in the pockets. Stuff was start start tightening up a little bit. So that's my my theory. Yeah, that was my first solution. Uh, just like you're saying, players under contract, they get paid a lot of money to do their job, and part of that is accountability to the fans and to the rest of the league. And so I don't know why refs are exempted from that. They get paid a ton of money to do what they do. I mean, obviously not nearly as much as players, but still a lot. Why is there no level of accountability? They should have to face the media after every day in a game and explain. And also, when they clearly mess up, like we're saying, just like players, they should have fines. They should have suspensions, just like the players. Uh, part of the reason there's no accountability is that there is no punishment. Like we're saying of, yeah, we totally blew that game. We screwed the Lakers. Okay. And it doesn't change anything. There's no punishment. So nothing happens like, okay, literally nothing happens. And so I think there has to be some kind of accountability for refs who miss calls. Also, 
to make sure everything's on the level, I would like to see refs mic'd up for the entire game and have that audio available to the NBA. Listen to something. Maybe not every single fan needs to hear, but like at least have that on somewhere for the NBA to review if they need to of like refs conversations with players, the coaches, things like that. Get an idea of how these calls are actually being made when they huddle up, things like that. Great, greater level of visibility. And then this is just one of my one of my ideas. I'll just throw this out here. Part of the problem is one ref can make a call. Like you see these calls where like there's a, a you know this has nothing to do with the LeBron call. It wouldn't have fixed anything. But you see a ref five feet away doesn't blow the whistle. Ref on the other side of the court blows the whistle. So dumb. So dumb. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's why I think there's three refs. I think you need two to call a foul. I think two, if there was some kind of system set up like buttons instead of whistles, where like two of them have to call, make the call, the game would go faster. We wouldn't get these super weird blown calls because it would take two sets of eyes to make the call. I don't know. Just, just something I'm throwing out there. So these like super, like the Jason Tatum foul from Dennis Schroeder. Like, no way do two refs make that call. <laughs> no way are two <laughs> of the refs looking at that and being like, yep, oh. fouled him, you know? Yeah. So, and I totally agree with what VJ said as well of like, why can you not look at that play and be like, oh, fouled the shit out of him, foul. Like, yeah. only in the last two minutes, obviously, we have to keep the pace of play. Also, an additional challenge doesn't hurt anybody, or if you're successful, get it back. Like, these are all things that would help so <sighs> one day one day one day. one day all right let's react to the all-star oh, damn foul jeez sorry 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 here we go here we go <laughs> Jesus here we Christ. go again all right let's react to the all-star starters announced this week for the west we have steph curry Luka Doncic, LeBron James, Zion Williamson, and uh, Nikola Jokic. I forgot his first name for a second. Um, in the East, we have Kyrie, Donovan Mitchell, the GOAT, Jason Tatum, Kevin Durant, <laughs> and Giannis. <laughs> so, gentlemen, reaction for... The all-star starters. Dion, any problem with those starters? Not at all. Oh. Not at all. Because how, it's, not, it's, like it's, not, it's not a skill thing. It's a popularity contest. When it comes to starters, there's there's nothing other than votes that count. So, so you don't think the fans got any of those wrong? Oh, I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that we can't have problems with it because the people decided. Of course we I do. Did. We have problems with all kinds of people. I, I I do have a problem with Joel not being there, and I do have a problem with AD not being there. But hey. what? Okay. Um, I do have a problem with the All Star starters. Of uh, you would think. So obviously, we've talked about this before, and we'll talk about it again. Of the four front court players in the East, right? Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, Giannis, and Joel Embiid, right? all deserve to start in the all-star game, obviously because of the NBA's rules, they all can't. And so you would think with those four players, all of the things being equal, you would think that the three players who have played the most 
would get the nods, right? At least the fans you would think would be able to see that. But And so for that reason, I have an issue with Kevin Durant starting over Joel Embiid, not because of anything Kevin Durant has done. Um, Although out of those four, he is fourth in scoring, I will point out. Like Kevin Durant, obviously absolutely insane, deserves to start. But since he's been out for a month, you would think Joel Embiid would get that last spot, right? Especially the way Joel Embiid has played the last month. You would think in a situation where all other things being equal – Okay, one guy has missed a month. The other three haven't. Okay, that would mean these three start. The other one doesn't. But yeah, but KD here we has are. more games than Joel. Though. Say again. KD has more games than Joel, and the same as Giannis. There's no way. There's no way. Looking at him right now, he has 39 games. How many does Joel have? 36. All right, we'll forget really? that bum then. Stop managing. <laughs> I tried, Joel. I tried to throw you a bone. I saw the funniest TikTok where he was like, everyone's crying for Joel Embiid. I'm not. Fuck that free throw merchant. And I was laughing my ass off. So never mind. Jo- Joel, sit your ass down on the bench. I tried. I really did. Guys, give me <clears throat> points. I tried. I tried to th- defend Joel Embiid. Didn't work out. Uh, He's still the leading scorer, though. So I, I, I do agree that's that that's true. Be. He is the leading scorer. Um, that point does stand. Of out of those four, KD is the fourth in scoring. Um, BJ, your reaction to the All Star starters? Um, I mean, I think them doing guard guard forward 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 is kind of stupid, especially because we do positionless basketball anyway. Like, that's what the game is now. You have point centers and point forwards and all this. So why are we limiting the all-star game? Because, I mean, in that argument, I think it's kind of preposterous that Joel Embiid isn't starting. And I don't like Philly by any means. But I could at least admit that he should definitely be starting in the all-star game. Um, And Kevin Durant, to me, was the best player in the league this year before he went down. Like, he was – pretty much playing the best basketball of anyone. And like Dion said, it's a popularity contest. So he's going to get in regardless. Um, I think the Zion starting in the West, that blows my mind. He's played 29 out of like 50 something games. I don't know how the math isn't mathing on that one. Like how do you start in the game when you haven't played as many games? And I mean, I don't know. Like you said, it's a popularity contest. So to me, that nod should have went to somebody, though, who actually played. Like marketing, Sabonis, guys who are actually in the lineup should have got the nod versus Zion, who we have not seen or heard from in like three or four weeks now. Um, but again, like Dion said, it's a popularity contest at this point. Like it's not actual any metrics that we're using. It's like, okay, the fan vote is like 50% of it. So then, which, which are you sitting out of those four, BJ? I want you to take a stand. Oh, uh, Tatum. I would sit Jason Tatum down and start Embiid, Giannis, what? Uh, KD. Wrong answer. That's the, that's the only answer. That's the only answer. Papa Franklin, what, what do you, what, first of all, I'll just ask you, who, who are you sitting out of those four? If it was like VJ said, if we were playing positionless basketball, I'm sitting Donovan Mitchell down. Uh, and putting Joel Embiid in. Now, the reason why, how can you have this guy who is potentially an MVP player 
not starting the All-Star game. Yeah. Like, I don't, that doesn't make sense to me. That doesn't make sense. Lee and Lee, Lee, yeah. And and, and and then you have Zion, who played almost no games. I feel more comfortable putting marketing in there instead of Zion. You know, I know it's a popularity contest, but you have to realize, too, the is uh, regency, uh, not regency, regional bias in this because the popularity of Utah Jazz is small. The popula- population, excuse me, is smaller than New Orleans. You see what I'm saying? So they only, obviously you get more votes. So, yeah. Yeah, so I, I again, I wouldn't, I would start and beat for the East. So you tried to pull a fast one there, but no, under the current, <laughs> under the current structure, who are you sitting? <laughs> <laughs> uh, current, current, I said Donovan. Oh, oh, oh! Uh, I'm sitting. Uh, Kevin Durant. Okay, he's been there. Done. Beyond, I don't even need to ask you. I know you who you're sitting. You um, <laughs> I, I stay. I stand by sitting Kevin Durant as well. I mean, he has played more more games than Joel, but averaging the fewest points out of all those guys also hurt, and so he's easy to pick on since he might not be able to play in it anyway. But. I mean, I even if he is healthy, I I stand by Kevin Durant. Um, I too have an issue with the Zion pick. Of like Zion Williamson to me is so hard to like, and I'll tell you why. Of I love his game, but first of all, he's played. This is his third year in the league. Probably has yet to play eighty-two total games. And second of all, however great he is, I feel like the NBA tries to make him out to be much better. Of like he is spectacular, but I still feel like this was him at Duke. This was him in the draft. I felt like the NBA is trying to shove Zion Williamson down my throat for three years. And I really do like Zion Williamson, but he has become like a little bit overrated of like he's played two more games than Anthony Davis. And did you see what Anthony Davis did in those 27 games? Like he was playing at an MVP level there for a while. Like Zion Williamson never played at that level this year, has played extremely well, had the Pelicans winning games. But I'm so tired of everyone trying to shove Zion Williamson down my throat. It makes him hard to like, to be honest, which is like crazy because I really do like him. His game is so nice, but everyone's acting like he's already like a first team all pro or like he's already up there with those other guys. And I don't think he is yet. First of all, just for availability, if nothing else. But then I still don't think playing wise, he's quite there yet. Like very close, but all star starter. I don't think so. Even just playing by itself, let alone availability. I don't know. Maybe that's a hot take, but like I, I feel like the NBA community is, you know, overvaluing Zion Williamson a little bit. And I, I think this is a perfect example of why. That's fair. That's fair. I, I agree. I have two people in front of him in my starting lineups. So, yeah, but I, it's like the criteria doesn't make sense because if it's based on just when you were playing, Anthony Davis played the same number of games and was better. And if it's based on availability, then it should be marketing or Sabonis. Well, that's the thing. There is no criteria. It's right. whatever people like. <laughs> right. That's, that's all it is. Which also and doesn't make any sense because the Pelicans have like negative fans, like the thing, compared the to all is, these big market teams. That's the thing, though. Like the Lakers. This isn't. 
two yeah. two spot to vote for though, because they had to vote for LeBron too. You can't vote for everybody. I mean, you can. Yeah, that's how the that, that's how the ballot works. So, like, you can. That's how do you think Austin Reeves is getting votes? That's what makes no sense to me. So it just has to be that's a pretty the bigger market. markets. The bigger markets. That's the thing, though. Anthony Davis is in a much bigger market. So to me, it means casual NBA fans are swallowing the Zion Williamson like you know narrative that ESPN is and the NBA is pushing like hook, line, and sinker. And it's like, okay, he is really great, but we're not quite there yet. You know. I don't think he deserves all of these flowers just yet, but I mean that that that's just me. I know Zion Williamson hate. You know that's a hot take, but I would so love to see. I would love to see where he he, he gets picked for the uh, the All Star draft if he gets yeah. picked last. <laughs> yeah, I mean, have a line for that. first of all, that's going to be fire. Of like, I love the infusion of pickup basketball to the All Star game. Let's just watch them all light up, and then Giannis and LeBron are just going to pick their teams like it's the schoolyard. Awesome! That's crazy. That's actually huge crazy. fan of that. Yeah, huge, huge fan. Huge fan. That. That's going to that. be so sick. Mm-hmm. So sick. Um, pick up game. I have another hot take for you guys, and you guys can tell me if you agree or not. But here, here's my second All Star Game hot take: Shai Gilgis Alexander should be starting over Steph Curry. Why? No shot. Availability, Why? scoring, consistency. That's a hot take. <laughs> it's a hot take. I told you it was uh, hot. I, I think he sh- SGA should be playing in the All-Star game. Starting over Steph, uh, I have to disagree with you on that one. Dion, you disagreed with me? Shocking. By the oh, way, I- you agreed with me like very strongly earlier. I almost passed out. Like I blacked out there for a second. And you just totally Wait, agreed. About with what? Me. About what? I don't remember about the officiating. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you you you're putting Steph in over SGA. Yeah, one hundred percent. Okay. Why? First off, he's in because of the votes, of course. But like, he is on a team that actually wins, and he's actually producing, even if he hasn't played as much as SGA. I don't know how many less games he had. I don't think it's that many, though. And he's still he's only scoring one point less. I mean, you make a great point, Dion. Oh, wait. The Warriors are a grand total of one game ahead of the Thunder. One. That's because Steph wasn't there. I'm just saying. Well, you say, you're saying, like, the points the point thing. Like, Curry only has one less point. And, and like, maybe, maybe 10, like, maybe, like, 10 games more. BJ, SGA over Steph. Subscribe, unsubscribe. Uh no, nah, that's that's a bit greasy. I don't know if that <laughs> like I mean statistically wise, a- SGA is like a point above, and I get it. But like again, this is the All Star game, so are you really gonna have Steph coming off the bench? I don't think so. Um, again, popularity contest always is gonna rule out, but. Um, yeah, because they're neck and neck, it's actually closer than one might think. But I think I don't want to see Shea start over. First guard for sure, he should be. But all right, fair enough. (laughs) Papa Franklin, we appreciate you. You're the goat. All right, (laughs) I appreciate y'all having me on on the show. Hey, I got I got to say something though. One of my favorite parts of the show that keeps uh, always keeps everybody, I think, until the end is the out of bounds. I love that mm-hmm. shit. 
Oh, we, yeah, we got an out of bounds for you today. Don't you worry. <laughs> All right. Well, again, guys, thanks for having me and uh, continue the, the good work. Absolutely. Sir. Sure. Welcome anytime. Hey, don't forget poker. Absolutely. Yeah, this month, <laughs> I won last week, last time. It's just because I wasn't there. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good night. Yeah, appreciate you. Peace. All right. Peace. That's why he's the GOAT. The GOAT. All right, let's get to our five games of the week. Uh, Dion, the scores from last week, please. I don't know why. I'm just... <laughs> I started keeping the score. Like That's uh... when it all turned. <laughs> yeah, it all turned when, once I started putting the, this, this table on my phone. Um, scores from last week. Um, TC came in first with four. What am I saying? TC went four and one. Uh, v win two and three, and I win three and two. The standings okay. are as follows: TC's in first, thirty-nine and twenty-one. V is in second, thirty-three and twenty-seven, and I'm in last, thirty-two and twenty-eight. Let's go! The picks are hot. And not catch a break. <laughs> Love it. Hate it. All right. <laughs> Game number one. I was thinking we should change the format to whoever's currently last in the standing should always pick last. What do you guys think? Give, give the give the person in last place a little bit of a, a pick me up. I already have my pick, so it doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> Game number one. Grizzlies at the Cavs. Um, Grizzlies awful on the road. Cavs pretty good at home. Give me the Cavs. The Grizzlies slide continues. Uh, VJ, uh, give me the Cavs at home. No Steven Adams. I think the bigs decide the game this time. Ooh, that's a good pick. Dion, I don't know what the line is on Bovada for this game. I have a feeling that the Cavs are going to be favorites, but I want to take the Grizzlies. Okay, game number two, Heat at the Knicks. Um, this one's tough. I think I like the Knicks at home. Never know which Knicks team you're going to get, but I mean, the Heat are still banged up, I think. So, no, nah, I'm changing. Give me the Heat. <laughs> Give me the Heat. The Cavs in the first one? Yeah. Give me the Heat on the road. VJ? Uh, I like the Knicks at home. They've been playing good basketball as of late, so I, I like them to Beat the heat here. Dion. I think I'm going to have to go with the Knicks. I think they're going to lose tomorrow night, so they're going to want to get a bounce back win. Okay. Um, who do they play tomorrow night? Lakers. Lakers. LeBron and AD are resting tonight, so they can play tomorrow. Yeah, it's LeBron and MSG. Normally, I disagree with you, but um, <laughs> game number three, Warriors at the Nuggets. Give me the Nugs all day. Uh, Warriors terrible on the road. Terrible makes no sense for a veteran team, but terrible <laughs> on the road. Give me the Nuggets all day. Uh, BJ, uh, I like the Nuggets here as well too. I feel like Jokic wants to prove something after getting absolutely bodied by Embiid the other day. Fair point. Um, Dion, Nuggets as well. We are in agreement. Consensus. It's doomed. Mm-hmm. Game number four, Clippers at the Bucks. 
Um, I'm feeling spicy. Clippers have done me well past few times I picked them. Actually playing their players these days. So give me the Clippers in this one. I'm I'm feeling spicy. Uh VJ. Uh I like the Bucks at home. Giannis has been on fire since coming back, and the Bucks look like they're getting healthy at the right time, minus Bobby. So I like the Bucks here. Dion? Bucks as well. I despise the Clippers. They're they're my new jazz. So <laughs> fuck the Clippers. Take the Bucks. <laughs> Love it. You can't just have a new a new jazz, Dion. That's hey, like I, hey, hey, I like I kind of like the jazz now that Rudy's not there, so I can't. No. <laughs> what is happening? This is the only thing I base my reality on is that you I have, I have I haven't I, I just gotta switch it up for the one time. You know, they've been they've been my most hated team for for a while now, so I have to switch it. All right, fair enough. Game number five, Pelicans at the Mavericks. Who is gonna play? Who is not gonna play? Um, your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> By the way, all of these games are on Thursday. Uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely fire Thursday slate. Um, probably gonna show one game. Yeah, <laughs> none of them gonna be on TV though. <laughs> Dion is 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 Luca back Thursday? He's he's back tonight. He's going crazy right now. Well, then give me the Mavericks. That's what I said. Actually, he's going crazy, but they lose him by 10 to the business. So. That is the Mavericks in 2023. He has, he has 32 points in 21 minutes, and the rest of the starting lineup has 12 points. That tracks. I wish I could say I was surprised. <laughs> um, yeah, give me the Mavericks at home. Uh, VJ? Yeah, I like the Mavs. I thought Luka was going to rest the ankle, but since he's playing tonight, that changed my entire outlook. I like the Mavs. Dion? Mavs. All right. I mean, honestly, like I might have to check the line on Bavada for that one before the game. But yeah. for right now, I'm gonna take the Mavericks. Um, let's go out of bounds real quick. Talk about our non-basketball related topic. And I saw this the other day, and I thought it would be a fun out of bounds topic. Uh, we'll probably do some more would you rather's in the future. Don't you worry. But very popular, by the way. I had a few people text me in response to our would you rather questions all of them in response to the shark or lion question by the way <laughs> nobody was feeling philosophic <laughs> for some reason like that was like the most trivial question but like easily the most thought-provoking love it um but i saw another i i think it was one of the channels through barstool did a tournament for the worst thing, the worst types of people who have a, their personality based around a single thing. And they did a tournament of it. It was hilarious. So this is what I want to talk about today. Gentlemen, what are the worst things to base your entire personality around? Okay. We all know people like this. They have a hobby or something they're into, something they do, whatever. And they base their entire personality around it. Uh, VJ, you go first. What are the worst things people base their entire personality around? Uh, I got a short list, but it's a very uh, appropriate list. The first thing I'll say is when people are talking about like astrology and all that stuff, and they're Breach. like, um, <laughs> oh, this is why I am the way I am. And, you know, I believe that this chakra is going to tell me, and I'm like, 
you just Jupiter had a bad- is rising. Yeah, like oh, the stars are aligned. I'm like, what <laughs> up, man? You just gotta like that. Don't make no sense. <laughs> Listen, you in a bad mood. Ain't nothing got nothing to do with the stars. You are right, you hangry? Eat it. Eat a Snickers. You'll feel better. <laughs> like, don't lie. <laughs> like, don't blame that for your behavior. Show up. Um, that's that's the first. One. I hate that. Would be like, oh my gosh. Oh, my, preach. My crystals preach. Are I'm like, shut that shit up, man. That's a lie. <laughs> uh, the second one, uh, birth signs. I think this is the biggest hoax uh, ever. Like, I'll have people read to me, like, oh, VJ, what are you? I'm like, yeah, I'm a Taurus. I was born in May. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, I can tell you. you're bullheaded. You have a very strong, I'm like, you just judging me at this point. Like, that makes sense. <laughs> you talking shit, bro? <laughs> you just talking shit about me. You don't know me. Like, oh, you're a Taurus. I can tell, by the way. You're like, shut up. You don't know me. Uh, but I hate that. I hate when people are like, oh, yeah, you're, you're, you're a Gemini. Well, that's why you do this. Or you're a Virgo. That's why you only like flats instead of drums and your hot wings. Like, why did, how could you even think that based on my birth sign? So when people come up with that logic, I just get so upset. Like those two things, astrology and birth signs, I'm like, that has nothing to do with anything at all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I'm, I'll join in on the slander here in a minute. Uh, Dion, you want me to go first? Yeah, because I only have one. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to piss a lot of people off. Here we go. Um, first one. Worst things to base your entire personality around. Now, these people are pretty chill. I'll give you that. But there are people who base their entire personality around Disney, and I don't get it. They take every single vacation to either Disneyland or Disney World. They wear ears everywhere. Like They only watch Disney movies calm down okay go to barbados you'll have the time of your life okay like do some other things besides just disney okay like they have like disney themed this and that they wear nothing but disney merch everywhere like and i don't get it i don't get it now i'll tell you pretty chill people pretty cool people if i'm going to disneyland it'll be with some of these people but it's an odd thing to base your entire personal personality around next um the gym now I go to the gym. I enjoy the gym. I like to work out. There are people who base their entire personality around going to the gym. They start every conversation off with, so at the gym today, or like I was getting (laughs) my squats, like they record and post it on social media. Like, it's fine. You can go to the gym and tell nobody. It's okay. I like to work out. Don't guess what? I have a personality outside working out, okay? Maybe it's just because I'm not in good shape and I don't think anyone will believe me when I tell them I go to the gym, but you don't have to make your entire personality the gym. You're in good shape. We I get it. I can't agree with this more. Because, like, there's, there'll be girls when I go to the gym in the morning, like five some, they'll be sitting there like taking their selfies and I'll be sitting there like, could you please move from the dumbbells? You could take your picture. Get out of the way. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, yeah, you you damn there. You should be sorry. <laughs> I cannot stress this clarification enough. <laughs> there are gym people and there are people who go to the gym. Be oh, the it's, latter. It's so true. Be They're the, the latter. Okay. Specifically, people who do CrossFit. Okay. It is possible to do CrossFit. I'm, I'm sure it's great exercise, but it's possible to do it and not tell anyone. And not post it on social media constantly. No, they got to tell you. 
it's their whole personality. I don't get it. CrossFit is not a workout program. It's a religion. It's a cult. I don't get it. It's a cult following. Next, people who are way too into politics. Okay. I'll also clarify this. You took mine. (laughs) Yeah. I'll also clarify this. I enjoy politics to an extent. I did an internship in Washington, D.C. I worked for a senator. I find politics very interesting. Guess what? You don't have to watch CNN every single second. You don't have to become emotionally involved in every single political issue. Okay. You don't have to watch like election coverage months before the election. It's okay. These people are so upset constantly. (laughs) They're just mad. They're mad all the time. It's okay. Everything is going to be fine. All right. (laughs) You can follow. It's good to be involved. It's good to be informed. Okay. Do not base your entire personality around politics or else you will just be an angry person all the time. Next. Essential oils. (laughs) Um, They are not a medical miracle. They're probably a good thing. Okay. Don't base your entire personality around essential oils. Okay. Your house stinks of lemon. Every time we go in, nobody else likes that smell. Next. Next. Astrology. BJ hit it all on the head. Okay. It's fun to take personality tests. All right. It's fun to be like, oh, I'm this. (laughs) This is kind of accurate. Okay. If you're looking for advice on how you need to act for the entire day and what's going to happen to you based on the month you were born, you're insane. Do not base and make all of your decisions based on a fictional animal associated with the month you were born. Next. Next. And don't like spurn relationships because they're not compatible or anything. You're a person. They're a person. Okay. Either you vibe with them or they don't, or you don't. Next. <laughs> Smoking weed. Smoking weed does not have to be your entire personality. Okay. Like you don't have to wear the Sherpa jackets. And you don't have to have a marijuana sticker on everything you own slash drive. Okay. We get it. You enjoyed recreating with a little hashish. That's fine. That's Technically deep. illegal, but I don't judge. You don't have to base your entire personality around it. Next, going along with gym people, even worse, runners. Okay. There are people who run and there are runners. Okay. Don't be a runner, be a person who runs. Okay. Next, you are not a dog mama. Okay. You are a pet. Okay. Do not be a person who bases your entire personality around owning a pet. Okay. That thing is not your child. It is an animal. It does not understand you. Okay. Sure. It probably loves you. Okay. Stop it. Next, we are these people, but people who base their entire personality around sports are just like people who base their entire personality around politics. Okay. Have a few interests on the side. People who base their entire personality around sports are always upset. Okay. Like your team isn't always going to win 99% of the time. They're not going to win the championship. It's okay. Life will go on. Read a book, play a video game. Don't spend your entire paycheck on sports betting. Okay. It's fine. Have a personality outside of sports. I love sports, but like, this is there are people who this is all they talk about. This is all they consume. This is all they do. Like have a hobby besides sports. It's okay. Um, it's last okay. one, guns. I don't know why it's impossible to own a gun. Uh, people either own zero guns or eighteen. I don't know why there's no in between. They have to have the fold out stock and the custom sight and go shooting every weekend. 
but do not base your entire personality around being a gun owner. That's just a weird thing. Like why? Like you're secretly hoping somebody breaks into your house so you can murder them. I, cause it's technically legal. Like own one gun, maybe two or three. You don't need 18 guns. You really don't. Who are you trying to arm? You only have three people in your family. Makes no sense. I just thought of one, bro. Let, Dion, let me get it here real quick. Yeah, uh, to add on to this, randomly, but people who feel the need to let you know that they're big coffee drinkers or chai oh, tea preach, drinkers, preach. Like, shut up. <laughs> no one cares. They're always like, oh, no one cares. Free, dairy-free, non-soy, vegan, bean chai. I'm like... Why do you do you have your Starbucks thing rehearsed, memorized, and tattooed across like your heart? Like, oh yes, <laughs> buy this new coffee shop. It's on Mars. They're just the most beautiful people ever up there. I'm like, damn, drink some Kool-Aid. Switch it up once in a while. Some Kool-Aid. <laughs> they want you to know, like, oh my, they always carry around their cups blowing on everything. Like, oh my gosh, this is this is the new apple cider vinegar, peaches and cream latte. I'm like, shut <laughs> up, man, please. Drink some water. They have both the mug and the shirt that says, be quiet, I haven't had my coffee yet. (laughs) Get it? I'm really grumpy until I drink coffee. (laughs) Like, yeah, that's hilarious. So funny. I hate it so much. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, they always ask Starbucks with the laptop, not doing a damn thing, but sitting there. (laughs) Can I have some some fat-free venti water, please? Sure. Like, no. No. I, I, I just thought of another one, too. Um, guys who mostly guys, I guess it's possible for women, but guys who base their entire personality around, around cars, they spend like every cent of their paycheck on like their 1999 Honda Civic and like soup it up with lights and a spoiler and stuff. Like, okay, <laughs> sick. Like, sick. Your, your start, your car is still kind of buns. Fast and furious. Your car is still kind of buns. Like, bro, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I wish I knew more about cars. Like, guys who know a lot about cars and are chill about it. Like I aspire to be that. And like, I aspire to be like the retiree working on the muscle car in my garage. But I'm talking about like car guys, like that's all they talk about. And they're like super snooty about it. Like, Oh, you didn't know the difference between the SI and the SE models. Oh, you're such a casual. Like, Oh, I need to emphasize that I go to AutoZone and I don't need any help. Like, cool, man. Good for you. I'm clueless and it's fine. Say one thing and don't say horsepower. I dare you. <laughs> I dare you. <laughs> the, go 10 seconds without saying torque challenge. Oh, failed. GT. Please, I dare you. All right. I'm finally done. Have I sufficiently slandered everyone? Good. Roasted all of America. Yes. <laughs> it is roasted every human being alive. Of I, got a, I got shit to say. Be a balanced person. Have multiple hobbies. Learn Shots to fired. have a conversation about lots of different topics. <laughs> and I mean that. Boom roasted. Boom roasted. If you thought for a second I'm kidding about any of those, I'm not. I to from the bottom of my heart, I meant every word I just said. <laughs> Dion, go ahead. I'm sorry you I took, took you yours. Took, you took mine over the political one, but also, since we're just out of law school, we can now say it. People that base their entire personality about being a law student. I cannot stand Preach. it. Oh my God. Especially people that make TikToks. Oh, I studied so hard. I was in the day like, in the life. Day in the life of a law student. Oh my God. Bro. I read the book. I hate that shit. 
that literally is like my biggest pet peeve. So, bro, I'll be honest, I was totally one of those people. Like, I would find myself talking about it in conversations where nobody asked. I'm like, why did I just bring that up? Nobody asked. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably because A, it's all I do, and B, it's the only impressive thing I've ever done in my life where people are actually like, oh, that's somewhat impressive. Like, it's not as impressive as you think it is, but because you think it's kind of impressive, I'm going to bring it up constantly. That makes sense. I just thought of another one. I know we're, we're about to wrap it up soon, but uh, the people who are into, like, art, photography, and all that stuff, but they really want you to know they are, like, oh, dude, I take fo- I take photographs, man. Like, won't you let me, like, take a photograph of you? It's uh, It'll be only $350. i am like, hold on, cuz. You, you want to take a picture of me. Why you got to charge me $350? We all know that person that walks around like, oh, I have a photography business. And they're like, oh, check out some of my work. Look at my portfolio. I was like, bro, I'm trying to eat. Like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> they bring it up at the worst times. Like, yeah, bro, I'm uh, I'm trying to take a nap here. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> like, all right, Jehovah's Witness, get out of here. I feel the need to clarify the sports comment of I don't get me wrong. I meant it. But like you can like sports and that's totally fine. I'm talking about your whole personality is based around sports. You have a tattoo of your favorite team. Okay. Calm down. There are things other than sports. Okay. Eagles, you know, those kind of people. Like you don't know how to have a conversation outside of sports. It's literally all you do. Okay. Mm -hmm. Read a book, play a video game, have a conversation. Like, All these right. irrelevant games, like it's okay. Watch your favorite team, watch some of the other big matchups, and then maybe go to sleep. Okay. You don't have to watch <laughs> sports for the sake of watching sports. Okay. This, this roast is brought to you by Dagger, uh, the basketball <laughs> podcast. If I've offended you, <laughs> which I'm sure I have, I don't apologize. Anyway, <laughs> you guys are listening to this, know that we appreciate you. We do. You're still listening to this point. Maybe follow us on social media at the Dagger Podcast. Interact with us. Keep up to date with everything we got going on. And if you're still listening and I haven't offended you, maybe consider us hitting us with that five star rating. <laughs> if you're not offended, <laughs> listeners are like this guy's got some balls asking me for a five star rating after he just ripped it. To be fair, I also roasted myself. Half of the things I like are in there too. But but next next week, trade deadline quickly approaching. We're gonna play GM next week. Always a good time. So be sure to tune in next week. We will catch you guys next time. I literally just unloaded like twelve. <laughs> just in general don't be one of these people that bases their entire personality around one thing it could literally be anything if that's your entire personality like you're annoying 